0: Across the desk and across the country is my good friend, Jason Cousineau. Uh And if you want to know where you can find him in Utah, go upstream of the parade of exhausted yet satisfied looking cheerleaders and barmaids <laughs> in Utah. Yes, when you
1: <laughs> <coughs> You're killing me, man.
0: You know, for a fact that you're there when... You find the house with all the empty crates of crack and rum on the corner.
1: Uh, yeah, you're killing me. And I it's only because I cough when I laugh.
0: <laughs> I'll stop making you laugh. And I am the Ted Kaczynski of Southern New Hampshire. <laughs> you're. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not even trying this morning.
1: You lie like a bastard. Holy shit.
0: Uh, Let me see if I can get through this joke. Ted Kaczynski
1: of Southern New Hampshire. All right, here we go. I'm going to hold my breath.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm your host, the Ted Kaczynski of Southern New Hampshire, according to some of my neighbors, Eric Fisk, the host and webmaster and executive producer of the Fedora Chronicles radio show. (laughs) Here's the thing I have
1: to say, your your neighbors, your neighbors must not know much about Ted Kaczynski because I've been to your house and it doesn't look anything like a trailer.
0: It it it, it, it have you seen if you do a, if you do a duck duck go search of Ted mm-hmm. Kaczynski's shed. Right. Oh, my God. Here we go. It helps if you Thanks. actually spell Ted Kaczynski.
1: It's spelled exactly the way it sounds. <laughs> A-A-C-Z-Y-N-S-K-Y-E-I.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That actually, that actually, with the exception of the, the door <clears throat> being on the side and not on the front, that actually looks almost just like the tool shed that my father-in-law and I built together about 12 years ago.
1: Ah, uh, uh, well, then I sit corrected because,
0: damn. What's amazing
1: about Ted Kaczynski's shed is that it was the ultimate magical prop because out of that shed that he was apparently living in, which was, what, 12 feet by 10 feet in size, they pulled 780 million tons worth of documentation and his various writings on whatever
0: topics. He, just like me, he must have had about 1,000 pages on, of unfinished documents. Maybe five or six of them were actually completed.
1: However, unlike you, the highest font he ever used when writing was, like, five.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, they pulled, they seriously, though, they pulled, like, something ridiculous, like, it was, like, 180,000 pages worth of manifesto and stuff out of right. that little teeny tiny shed. Right, right.
0: And you gotta you gotta realize that he was actually sleeping in the the, the pinnacle or the, 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 the top, the roof, the the triangular part of it.
1: You and know they again, they need to have his shed on a those teeny houses show. Yeah. Tiny homes. That's what they need to do. They they really for should For the ultimate in storage we bring you Ted Kaczynski's shed
0: where he lived
1: <laughs> for four years. But as you can see, <laughs> plenty of workspace down in the bottom.
0: But the only time when I bomb is with a episode of the podcast that wanders all over the place.
1: Yeah, so. but that's not all just your fault, though.
0: So, Well, so let's just fill the listeners in on mm-hmm. what's going on this morning. Uh, last week, you and I recorded an episode. We did an, like an hour and 45 minutes. And we got on one topic and we accidentally started talking about covid again and it turned out that was supposed to be like just 45 minutes turned out to be like an hour and 45 minutes and i really care about the quality of this podcast so i took the best 35 minutes it's now a patreon exclusive and it's only a dollar a month you can listen to our rough cuts You, you can listen to the podcast before everybody else, you can listen to episodes that nobody else can listen to right now it's only on patreon, but we are also going to have an only fans page um, where it, only fans is not just for amateur porn they also have no. go ahead remember
1: for a while there they wanted to get rid of all of the pornography on sure. their site and then some genius somewhere said it's how much of our site yeah so they decided to keep it
0: exactly. Exactly. So uh, OnlyFans has publishing tools that um, Patreon doesn't have, apparently. So as soon as I take care of some LLC stuff and some banking stuff, we'll be able to put the episodes, some of the other exclusive stuff also on OnlyFans as well. So and no, and that, and that's not a joke. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that trying to be funny. Um, yep. And people are actually. Oh, and people are actually paying me. To keep my clothes on, on OnlyFans. So it's a win-win for everybody. Right?
1: I mean, how could you go wrong?
0: Speaking of how can you go wrong, I wanted to touch upon something. I'm not going to give all the details. I want to touch upon something that we talked about last night. Okay. There, there are days where you don't realize that they, that the days are perfect until after they're over. It's pretty rare that you're having a good day and you know that you're, you're going to look back at that day fondly. It wasn't until I came home last night that I realized that yesterday was a perfect day. Before, before my head hit the pillow, I realized it was a perfect day. And hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. Um, the night before, I, I got an alert saying that our downloads for, um, for the past week were extraordinary we got like 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 crazy numbers for our downloads off of one platform in particular okay that's not just because of me and the hard work i do that's also you 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 have a huge part of it And, and the people who listen to our podcast also have a huge part of it because we would be nowhere if it wasn't for them downloading episodes of this podcast absolutely okay Yep. we also got a check from a super fan who I believe wants to be anonymous, okay. who is covering the cost of one of our services for an entire year.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know who the superfan is, but thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much, superfan. I almost, I, I actually started to cry when I, I looked at the generous amount that this superfan paid us. Um, and it makes me just want to work harder. So I got up. I got to spend some time with my kids yesterday, drove them to school. I went to the Pony Palace. I took care of the horses. I got to spend time with all of the horses. Uh, I came home, and I was able to spend most of the morning with the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life, who also happens to be my wife. And she said something to me that really made me stop and think about the idea of purpose. Mm -hmm. Why do you do anything that you do? Why does Eric Fisk do what he does do I do it because I enjoy it because I get the satisfaction of doing a job well done or am I doing it to appease other people and that mindset really sort of set me off on this track on this path that I've been on for the past couple of days and that I'm not doing things because I think that other people might appreciate them I'm doing it because I enjoy it first and foremost. I get some kind of satisfaction out of doing a job well done because for so I don't know where this mindset came from, Jay, but I was led to believe that if you do something for your own self gratification, if you do it because you want to be the best at something, that's the wrong mindset and you're not going to accomplish anything. You need to be unselfish when doing things and you should never put your own desires first, your own self edification first and my approach to a lot of things is that well if i'm not getting the kudos i think i deserve for this i'm just going to quit or i'm going to half ass it
1: oh okay i see what you're saying all right saying.
0: so now all yeah. of a sudden all of a sudden it's like why am why do i do what i do why don't if i just do it because i enjoy doing it and just admit the fact that i enjoy doing it rather than pretending that i'm doing this i'm oh, I'm not doing this for myself i'm doing this for every everybody else and people don't appreciate me. Well, no, that's a, sh- that's a shitty yeah. reason why to do anything. I'm doing it because I like to do it. And I've been posting things on our Facebook group that I think that are fun and entertaining that may or may not have anything to do with, you know, uh, 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 film noir, classic films, classic styles, diesel punk or whatever. I, j- I, I, f- I find it entertaining. And if I'm not enjoying it and I'm doing something for free why fucking bother doing it
1: i mean it's a fair point yeah if you're not en- if you're not enjoying especially something like this which let's be honest is a passion project right. right we couldn't do something like this purely for the money because let's be honest there's not a lot of money involved in this you know most people who are not celebrities do end up making millions of dollars or even a sustainable income by doing podcasting right Most people don't the vast majority of people who do podcasts where they're making some form of money that is sustainable. They're already in some way experts in their field or acknowledged as a celebrity of some sort. And that's where their, their audience comes from. Yeah. You you and I don't have that.
0: No, no, we have to build our listenership one listener at a time by doing better shows. And the show that I was editing for last week that I was going to publish today, or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. publish what's what's today? Wednesday? Mm-hmm. That I was going to publish yeah. Monday. It was hot garbage. And I'm not going to put out an episode that I know that is hot garbage that wanders all over the place right. just to put out an episode. Because that doesn't make that that doesn't make me happy. That that embarrasses me. And there are times when I listen to other people's podcasts and I can tell this is some podcasting one oh one. I can right. tell that they pulled out an episode just to pull out an episode that week, and I'm not—I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And I know that Jay and I could have done better with this topic, but yesterday was a perfect day. Something happened yesterday that made me realize this is the price of success, and it also reminded me that. You know you're over the target when you're getting flack and that th- there's consequences to being happy and successful. There's consequences to being happy because there are jealous people who can't stand the fact that you're happy when they're miserable. And there's a consequence to being successful because there are people who are not as successful as I am, which is shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Who want to who want to use my own platform to tear me down because they're 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 jealous or angry and frustrated with their own lives and i'm not going to degrade myself by sinking to their level i'm just going to accept the fact that i i asked for it i had it coming because (laughs) i do something productive on my days off and that you look and and i'm going to start this topic by letting folks know that the the name of this episode is dystopia is upon us again Fact-checking run amok and high government officials calling for censorship and cancel culture on social media. And you and I started the show and we're starting this show talking about something that happened with with Joe Rogan or something that people are trying to do to Joe Rogan. An open letter to Spotify, a call from global scientists and medical communities to implement misinformation policy i'm just going to read the first paragraph on december 31st 2021 the joe rogan experience a spotify exclusive podcast uploaded a highly controversial episode featuring dr malone the episode has been criticized for promoting baseless conspiracy theories and the jre has A Concerning History of Broadcasting Misinformation, Particularly Regarding COVID-19 Pandemic. By allowing the propagation of false and societally harmful accusations or assertions, Spotify is enabling its hosted media to damage public trust in scientific research and sow doubt incredibly in data-driven guidance offered by medical professionals. The JRE-1757 is not the only transgression to occur on the Spotify platform, but a relevant example of the platform's failure to mitigate the damage that is causing. Now, if you're just reading this and you don't have a a podcast on Spotify, you're not going to be able to read between the lines the way I do, or I have, I don't think. The Fedora Chronicles Radio Show, especially the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show, presents News of the Week with Jason Cousineau, starring Jason Cousino and Eric Render King Fisk, is also hosted on Spotify. They're not talking about just Joe Rogan. No, Joe Rogan it just has, so happens to be the the, the biggest target. You
1: read through well, like with everything though, like everything though, you go after the biggest target and then. You, can, you don't worry about the little guys because the little guys are going to fall by the wayside.
0: Exactly. Because if it wasn't for Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan is, is a pioneer and a trailblazer. He used to be Adam Carolla. And I used to love listening to Adam Carolla. And then he had a show called Reasonable Doubt with Mark Garagos. And they started to spend too much time talking about what it's like to fly on private planes than talking about like, the, um, the perils of our legal system. And I stopped listening. Um, right. And I am sure that when you and I start talking about the, the joys and the perils of flying private, I'm sure we're going to lose listeners then, too. It's just a matter of time. Right.
1: As well, we should.
0: Yeah. Now, this other headline from Business Insider. Joe Rogan invited a doctor who's been kicked off of Twist Twitter for misinformation. Doctors and scientists, it's time for Spotify to better police its podcasts now i'm going to correct two things each sentence has a huge error joe rogan interviewed a doctor who's been kicked off of twitter for misinformation no twitter kicked dr robert malone off their platform after this episode with joe rogan aired or was broadcast on youtube and spotify okay big Mm -hmm. huge error now Doctors and scientists say it's time for Spotify to better police its podcasts. Joe Rogan and the Joe Rogan experience is one podcast. In this sentence, podcasts is plural. There's okay. That's important. What they're saying is that it's time for Spotify to better police its podcasts, meaning Joe Rogan And the Joe Rogan experience and all of the other podcasts on Spotify. And the thing is, is that when they're done with Spotify, they're probably going to go after Apple and Google, Player FM, Audible, Amazon, all the other places where you can listen to podcasts. Right. Okay. it's not just Joe Rogan they're going after. Like Jason Cousino had just said, they're going after the big buffalo first and then they're going to call the rest of the herd. Your thoughts so far.
1: Well, it's. I'd like to say it's surprising, but it isn't, right? Because they're out. They're out there. You know, these quote-unquote doctors and alleged scientists are out there saying you can't question the science, which is antithetical. Antithetical. Excuse me. To the very heart of science, which is to question everything. If you, if your studies, if your um, practice, if your expertise is scientific and cannot withstand the scrutiny of someone else looking into it, then what you are is a sham. Just You just are, right? How many times have we heard, well, that hasn't been peer reviewed or it failed peer review, right? What is peer review? Peer review is other scientists, including at least one person trying to disprove what you're saying, going through either reproducing your experiments or doing other experiments to confirm or deny your theory and all arriving at the same conclusion that you arrived at. That's the minimum requirement for a scientific theorem to no longer be considered a theory, right?
0: Yeah.
2: This
1: is all nothing new to anyone who has graduated high school and still remembers science class. You can't just say, I think the sun is made of gas. You have to say, I think the sun is made of gas for this reason and that reason. And because of that, When I conducted this experiment, I came to the conclusion that I was right for these reasons because by doing this experiment, I eliminated this possibility and that possibility and that possibility, which left the only other logical conclusion to be that the sun is made of gas. Now, two other people will say, okay, let's confirm that. And they go through and they conduct the same experiment. So they say, okay, well, I'm going to conduct this other experiment. That's you know going to give these results if the sun is made of gas. And I can confirm that this experiment I ran gave those same results. Therefore, I can confirm that, that your theory that the sun is made out of gas is correct. And then another scientist comes along and says, I don't think the sun is made of gas. I think the sun is made of um, neutrinos or whatever, not plasma gas. And they conduct an experiment, and they say, if I'm right, then these will be the results. If the sun is made of gas, it will give these results. If these conditions, neither of these conditions are met, then we are both wrong. And I, after they run that experiment, they either confirm your theorem and what the other scientists said, or they do not. So questioning the science is how science works. If you don't question something, there's another word for that. And it's called faith. Right. And when someone tells you that if you're questioning them, you're questioning the science, that person is no longer a scientist. They're a a burgeoning cult leader. And yes, I'm speaking specifically about Dr. Anthony Fauci.
0: Right. We're not going to go off on a tangent and talk for a half an hour about how he's a TWAT waffle and how calling him a TWAT waffle makes other twat waffles on social media, angry and upset, okay?
1: Well, we wouldn't want to upset the twat waffle community.
0: Absolutely so not. So
1: there's, you know, when, when we, the reason why we think of this as being a dystopian thing is because we're being told by our leadership to follow follow these mandates that are not doing us any good for no other reason than they're telling us to do it. We're not a lot being allowed to question them. And the president of the United States is appealing to private industry to help him silence those who disagree with them. Gonna... Anyone who's read history should remember this because it looks a lot like 1930s Germany.
0: And that's one of the things that got Joe Rogan and Dr. Robert Malone in trouble. Because I'm trying to think like what. What was the exact phrase that Dr. Malone had had said? I'm just going to read this from Business Insider. 270 doctors, nurses, scientists, educators and podcasters signed an open letter calling on Spotify to mitigate the spread of misinformation on its platform following the episode of Joe Rogan's popular podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. Jesus, is this a commercial for Joe Rogan or what? Rogan... (laughs) who signed an estimated $100 million exclusive deal with Spotify in 2020, recently interviewed Robert Malone, a medical doctor who claimed U.S. citizens have become, quote, hypnotized into wearing masks and getting COVID-19 vaccines due to a concept he called mass formation psychosis. Psychology experts said there is no evidence of Malone's claims. And the phrase, mass formation psychosis does not exist in the american psychological association dictionary of psychology and i'm going to get back to this in a second jay the open letter from the from the medical community this is something else i'm going to have to correct said that spotify allowing the joe rogan experience to air malone's unchecked claims could damage public trust in scientific research and so doubt into the credibility of data driven guidance offered by medical professionals rolling stone first reported on the level that's the third thing that i have to address here now here's one thing you'll notice that a lot of the podcasters who have signed this letter and i skimmed i skimmed through the signatories the people who signed this okay if your podcast sucks and you're jealous of joe rogan and the fact that nobody is offering you a $100 million exclusive deal with Spotify or any other platform, aren't you going to try and, like, strike back against Joe Rogan? Like, and and somehow some other lesser perpetual juveniles have attacked me in the past couple of weeks or the past couple of days? If you're a podcaster, why would you sign this?
1: The only reason why you'd sign it is be if, You're getting something out of it. You're either getting more clicks driven to your podcast or you're fulfilling a a political ideology, right? You're helping your team win.
0: Right. Now, yeah. Go ahead. Now, Dr. Robert Malone is not the first person to talk about the concept of mass formation psychosis. Back in the 60s, during the height of the Mad Men era, Madison Avenue. Somebody published a book called The Medium is the Message. I'm just going to look this up real quick. The Medium is the Message is a phrase coined by Canadian communication theorist Marshall McLuhan, and if I mispronounce his name, take a shot, and the name of the first chapter of his Understanding Media, The Expressions of Man, published in 1964. I read this book when I was a graphic design student about 10 years ago and this this now i also read excerpts of it a couple of years earlier and this fucked me up why does everybody seem to think that mcdonald's serves great food okay why did people seem to think that wearing bell bottoms polyester plaid bell bottoms was such a great idea in the 1970s you look at all the trends and all the fads and you have to ask yourself why is everybody convinced that this is such a great idea why why does everybody seem to think that this person's music sucks i'll take i'll take Katy perry as an example Katy perry is not a great singer she writes great lyrics but screaming into a microphone Huh? I'm no, just she doesn't. Jake. She's not the, she's not the writer. Go ahead, Jake. Oh, please, just help me here. I'm am trying to be nice. <laughs> Sorry, go for it. Give me a nugget. Give me
1: something. <laughs> yes, Katy Perry is a talented writer.
0: She okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that she was bragging about writing the song "Fireworks." But the thing is, is that is Katy Perry really a good singer? Is was Britney Spears a good singer? You go through the entire list of all these fads and trends. You look at things. Why do some things take off and other things don't? Like Beanie Babies. Why did Beanie Babies take off? Because somebody somewhere told you that these things were popular. And I, and I know that Feminazis, as Rush Limbaugh used to call them, are going to jump up and down on me when I say this. You look at these performers, these, these singers, as it were, these performers. You look at somebody like Katy Perry. Katy Perry is not popular because she's a terrific singer or her lyrics are any good. Katy Perry is popular because she's hot. You follow Katy Perry and other celebrities on Instagram, not because they're talented, but because you might want to see some cleavage or some side boob. And you've been convinced that these yeah, people
1: if you're- if you're following a musician on their Instagram,
0: you're not hearing anything. You see, seriously, think about that. Yeah. The, the reason why you follow Britney Spears on Instagram is because you want to see more topless photos of her cupping her bare breasts and maybe getting to see a little more nipple. Or something like that. If you're a grown man following Britney Spears, that's the only reason why you're following her. Same thing with Katy Perry. Same thing with, like, Billy Irish, I think her name is. I I don't know. This is how old I am. I don't know the proper way to pronounce these people's names. If I mispronounced her name, take a shot. We are are convinced that certain things are popular and cool because of what Dr. Malone calls mass formation... Psychosis. You've been convinced to believe something is true because it's been repeated over and over again with passion. Right. Okay. We were led to believe that cloth masks would prevent the spread of COVID. Cloth masks do not spread, do not prevent the spread of COVID effectively. KN95 masks or N95 masks. We were told that those masks would stop COVID denitus tracts. I wear those masks. And I caught covid anyway. Yeah, we are. We are being you go on the media and we're being inundated by the message that if you want to be a good citizen, you need to get the shot. You need to get the jab. Now, how come how come nobody is speaking out against us? I'm going to play this clip here. And I'm going to try and clue some of you in here. brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline, brought to you by Pfizer. Making a Difference, brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight, brought to you by Pfizer. Early Start, brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett Out Front. Is sponsoring the news, Pfizer, makers of the most popular Fauci jab, sponsor the news on CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, MSNBC. This program was brought to you by a grant by Pfizer. People used to make a joke about Pfizer and their little blue pills, you know, for yeah. your flaccid penis. Right. Pfizer was a joke. CNN named the Pfizer CEO CEO of 2021. Can't imagine why.
1: Because he's doing such a bang up
0: job. He's doing such a great Garrett. job. We why love else him.
1: would they do it?
0: We love him. Now, aren't you aren't you concerned?
1: I'm very concerned. I'm. Whenever you have. I mean, we were warned about the military-industrial complex, right? And justifiably so, because the military-industrial complex is a self-feeding reciprocal machine. The government relies on the military-industrial complex. The military-industrial complex relies on the government, right? There's a closed loop there. Well, now we have politicians, the media, and big pharma, all feeding each other as long as the government has lockdowns they ex- are exerting more control over the population as long as the media helps the government maintain the fear so that they can maintain those lockdowns and people feel like it's the right thing to do then the media is going to keep getting those exclusive interviews with the politicians and then the they get money from big pharma and big pharma is getting able to being able to sell all these vaccines which a lot of people are questioning the effectiveness of, especially after the CDC comes out and then frankly admits that the vaccines were never believed to prevent your getting COVID. Yeah. The vaccines that they've been telling us to get so we don't get COVID were never believed, never proven and never believed to prevent COVID. It was all there purely to make when you got COVID easier to deal with. Which is a fine thing, don't get me wrong But making you less sick Of something, from something Is that really justification For shutting down our economy Trashing our economy Is that really justification For the vitriol you see Between people who are, or used to be friends Because someone's getting vaccinated And someone isn't The whole thing about this, what is it, mass um,
0: Uh, Mass formation psychosis
1: mass formation psychosis is that that very premise you create an other you vilify that other in order to accomplish what you want to accomplish it's right out of the nazi playbook really is
0: joseph Goebbels, right propagandist pioneered
1: it right he's the one who basically effectively proved it really with what they did it's the same thing that's happening now
0: oh absolutely
1: Now, to be fair, our media has been following Goebbels' playbook since the 1940s. They really have. That's what our advertising executives have studied because it was defective. So they've done all these studies and stuff like that. Well, now they've learned they can start leading people around by the nose because people, for the most part, do not think for themselves.
0: I want to keep this on track by reading this link that I found I think it was two days ago. And this is from the the Rasmussen reports. COVID-19 Democratic voters support harsh measures against unvaccinated. Nearly half. 48% of Democratic voters think federal and state governments should be able to fine or imprison individuals who publicly question the efficacy of existing COVID-19 vaccines on social media, television, radio, or in online or digital publications. I'm just going to interject here, including especially the Fedora Chronicles and the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Only 27% of all voters, including just 14% of Republicans and 18% of unaffiliated voters, favor criminal punishment of vaccine critics. 45% of of Democrats would favor government requiring citizens to temporarily live in designated facilities or locations if they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine such a policy would be opposed by a strong majority 71 percent of all voters with 78 percent of republicans and 64 percent of unaffiliated voters saying that they would strongly oppose putting the unvaccinated in quote designated facilities these are friends and neighbors of yours and mine And you, our listener, who say that federal and state governments should be able to fine or imprison individuals who publicly question the efficacy of existing COVID-19 vaccines on social media, television, radio, or in online or digital publications, especially the Fedora Chronicles and the Fedora Chronicles radio show with News of the Week with Jason Cousineau, starring Jason Cousineau. And Eric Fisk.
1: We must put them in camps and keep them away from us. They are dangerous. (laughs) They are a danger to our society and to our way of life. Exactly. Exactly. And before before anyone out there, if if you say that to somebody, right when they say no but, just put your finger in their face and say, yeah, there are no, no buts.
0: There are no buts.
1: How is it different? How is it different? But you really are a danger. Okay, congratulations, mein Herr. Exactly. You are a wonderful party member. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. It's it's scary how you do that. <laughs> that accent. <laughs> that 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 makes me feel.
1: In my defense, I just recently watched Casablanca again. So.
0: Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to... Do I do. I want to play the clip of Joe Biden? Unfortunately, while our military is stepping up, as they always do, there are others sitting on the sidelines, and we're standing in the way. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Personal choice impacts us all, our hospitals, our countries. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with... The misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows, it has to stop. COVID-19 is one of the most formidable enemies America has ever faced. We've got to work together, not against each other. What is you it really? something that just go ahead. occurred to me right go, now? Go ahead.
1: Literally, this is like the fifth time I've heard that. Right. I've heard that clip, right? He is actually advocating against the First Amendment. Re- literally. As a government official. He wants to silence people from expressing their opinion.
0: You think about that for a second, honestly. And now let's just say, let's forget the fact that this is probably the first president since January of 1989 that cannot tell the difference between tapioca pudding and chocolate ice cream, okay? Not only does he have dementia, but he's demented. And, um... Biden worst president ever was trending on Twitter yesterday and seeing hashtag.
1: Well, we're going to have to
0: show, shut that
1: down. Right. Because, you know, you can't say let's go Biden. It's OK to fuck Trump. Right. You know, you can you can sell that product. Right. And have it advertisements for it all over Facebook for eight year for four years. Right. But let's go, Brandon. You guys are just mean.
0: That's Yeah. Now, let's just for, let's just take this opportunity to remind people that not only did we tell you that this was going to happen, we told you this is who Biden really is. You shouldn't yeah. be surprised when you see Joe Biden do shit like this. Absolutely but not. also keep in keep in mind that with rare exceptions, he is just another mouthpiece of the esp- establishment, just like all the others that have come before him since November 1963. Just want to put that out there. He's doing exactly what he's been told by his handlers because he does not want to go for a limo ride through downtown Dallas with the top down. Now, stop and think about it. What are they willing to do? What are they willing to do? To shut me up? What are they willing to do to shut Joe Rogan up? I just read you almost half of all Democrats who vote are in favor of criminalizing criticism against the government's response to COVID-19. And they want to criminalize anybody who speaks out against the Pfizer vaccine or any of the other vaccines. How does that not terrify you? What if you are somebody like Dr. Malone and you have more than 30 years experience and you say there's something wrong with the vaccines? We should not be vaccinating everybody. We should be using other precautions. And by the way, whatever comes after Omicron, because what's happening now is that the virus is now mutating to a weaker strain. It's more contagious, but it's less deadly. Because apparently nobody has died from Omicron yet that I know of. And if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. But
1: this is we have no problem with retractions. We're not trying to say we have a 99 percent accuracy or anything in terms of predictions.
0: Now, tomorrow, January 20th, Joe Biden will have been president for an entire year tomorrow or yesterday or whenever you get to hear this episode. Joe Biden will have been president for an entire year. Are things better or are things worse now that Biden is president? That's for the listener to decide for themselves. And
1: hold on. I want to add this caveat in there. At least Trump isn't president does not mean that you're in a better place. Is your dollar worth more? Because, you know, you being unhappy with who's in the White House, clearly we're not happy with who's in the White House. But just because Donald Trump takes over tomorrow does not mean that The world's suddenly going to be better and all the angels are going to be singing and the tides will roll back and climate will begin to heal. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That was the different president that said that. Anyway, just because a new guy's sitting in the White House doesn't mean my life's going to get better. They have to do things and they have to make things better. So don't just sit there and say, well, Trump's not in the White House. Because if nothing's changed, if your life isn't better, then the president's not doing a good job. Exactly. and simple.
0: Not a hard question. For people to ask and answer on their own figure it out for yourself think about it for a second and here's the other thing is there any doubt in your mind jason that this is going to be a platform during the midterm elections now you and i have this gentleman's bet a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago we really doubted whether or not Joe Biden was going to be in office long enough to do his first state of the union address or yeah. do the state of the union address for 2022. Okay. If he makes it, I think, I think I already owe you a bottle of Kraken rum because <laughs> I think that, I think that you and I, I think I bet you that he wouldn't make it to Christmas in the white house. You said that he would. Yeah, you
1: you said he wouldn't make it to his first State of the Union, basically. You thought he wouldn't even make it to Christmas, and I thought he's not going to make it four years.
0: All right. I am I am willing to make another bet. Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. I think that one of the campaign promises that Democrats are going to make during the midterm elections between now and the... First Tuesday in November, one of the biggest campaign promises, Democrats running for Congress and Senate and for governor and dog catcher, tax collector, building code enforcement officer, sheriff, I'm willing to bet that there is going to be a handful of Democrats who are going to say, if elected, I will make it a state or federal crime to question the government and their handling of COVID.
1: Okay, wait a minute, wait. say that again?
0: I am willing to bet that there will be a handful of people running for office or running for re-election will run on the Mm -hmm. platform that they will, once they are elected, one of the first things that they will do when they get into office is that they will criminalize criticism, online criticism of the government's handling of COVID, any criticism of Fauci or any criticism of the vaccines. Let me just go back here and just read this again here.
1: I think that this is I what... I just the... want to make sure I had recorded that. Right. I continue. You did record that. <laughs> no, I didn't, actually. I uh, should have, uh, though. Okay. I was making a joke.
0: Because here's the thing. Let's go back to this. Democratic voters support harsh measures against unvaccinated. Nearly half, 48%, of Democrat voters think the federal government and state governments should be able to fine or imprison individuals who publicly question the efficacy of existing COVID-19 vaccines on social media, television, radio, or online digital publications such as the Fedora Chronicles. I am willing to bet that there is going to be a Democrat who is going to run for office on that exact platform. They are going to say, we're going to make it a crime to question Fauci. I'm just using it as a catchphrase for all.
1: Right. And they're going to run and it's going to be in like California or Massachusetts or some liberal enclave where they're going to run on that platform. And they'll probably get reelected, you know, New York, yeah. someplace like that. Although I do think New York might New York might be at the tipping point now, considering their, their new mayor is actually advocating for allowing illegal aliens to vote right. in their elections. It's a good thing our strong centralized government that he believes in is also saying that, you know, they should be in charge of who can and cannot vote in the election. Exactly. Yeah. This is why we're in a dystopian novel, because every, everybody that's in office wants to do shitty things. Right. Yeah.
0: This, this ought to concern you. This ought to scare you, because what if the critics of the handling of COVID-19 or the critics of Fauci and Peter Daszak can face federal or state prosecution? Criminal charges. Who are they? Who are they going to go after? After Joe Rogan?
1: Well, the next loudest critics is going to be Fox News,
0: and that because
1: you got to remember, Joe Rogan has more listeners to his podcast and more views on YouTube when they play them when they allow them to be played than any news show you can name. Randomly pick a news show, and Joe Rogan pod, the Joe Rogan Experience, has more listeners. They have more viewership, whatever you want to call it, right? More people are paying attention to Joe Rogan than anyone else. So if they can shut him down, that means they can go next, go after Fox News, and then they. Sh- it's a lot- part of the First Amendment that says the right to the 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 the, the a free press is effectively gone. Seriously, be- because were they to pass any law like that, that is a violation of the First Amendment, and it should survive. The challenge to any court should throw it out. Any court. I don't care if it's the most liberal court in the world, ninth circus court of appeals. The first court it goes he to, said the judge should say this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, you Was were I right. you speaking truth again? You, you,
0: were, you were speaking uh, truth again. Keep... <laughs>
1: The first judge it goes in front of, the very first one, should say this is a clear and obvious violation of the First Amendment. It gets back. President Joe Biden. Yeah, President Joe Biden should be getting censured right now. Everyone should be talking out and saying that appeal he made to social media to silence people who are spreading misinformation is a violation of the First Amendment because the First Amendment is about the speech you don't want to hear. It's not about the speech you want to hear. It's about the speech you do not want to hear.
0: Now, I'm going to end the show by addressing this article that another one of our superfans had sent us a link. This is from the common reader, and the author of this is Jeanette Cooperman. If I mispronounced her name, take a shot. She published this on September 15th, 2021. How a company called BlackRock shapes your news, your life, our future. Lou Grant's death, okay, Ed Asner, left me nostalgic for those Chuckles the Clown days when newsrooms buzzed with idealistic idealism. (laughs) (laughs) Five giant corporations now control most of what you see and read. The smallest number of media companies are now reaching the largest number of people in U.S. history. And the strongest clinical analysis I can find is not mainstream media, but In the student newspaper at Vassar, which gives you some idea of the pickle that we are in. Who controls corporations? Who controls the corporations who control the news? A helpful index was just compiled, not by the mainstream media, but by Harvard researchers exploring media's future. Skimming the list, I see two names over and over and over again BlackRock Fund Advisors and Vanguard Group. BlackRock and Vanguard are two of the big three. Every industry is clumping. Passive fund asset management firms. The third, State Street, is owned by BlackRock, whose largest shareholder is Vanguard. Together, BlackRock and Vanguard own 18% of Fox, 16% of CBS, and therefore also 60 Minutes, 13% 13 percent of Comcast which owns NBC, MSNBC, CNBC and the Sky Media Group, 12 percent of CNN, 12 percent of Disney which owns ABC and 53538 I've never, I've never heard of 538 between 10 and 14 percent of Gannett which owns more than 250 Gannett daily newspapers plus USA Today 10% of Sinclair local television news, which controls 72% of U.S. households' local TV. A large unspecified chunk of Graham Media Group, which owns state and foreign policy. Maybe media is, better, maybe media is a better investment than I once thought, once it clumps. But passive funds, index mutual funds, and a exchange traded funds not actively managed are awfully nerdy setting for Netflix original media conspiracies international banks would be sexier this article goes on to explain how is it that we have one major corporation who owns more than 10% of all of these media companies now just imagine for a second somebody out there owns 10% of the Fedora Chronicles radio show. And the, the Fedora Chronicles radio shows News of the Week with Jason Cousineau, starring Jason Cousineau and Eric Fisk. And somebody gives us 10% of, of our funding. Now, 10% may not sound like a lot, but that's enough to put a bug in somebody's ear and say, I don't want you talking about this.
1: I don't, right, because imagine, imagine this. Everyone out there saying, well, it's only 10%. Imagine your boss telling you, you're going to get a 10% pay cut unless you vote X.
0: Yeah. What do you, What? yeah, what do you matter? Or I'll give you a 10% bonus. I if will you give, vote X. If you vote X. Yeah. Couple this all together, and we're starting to see this trend. We're seeing a giant corporation that is literally making hundreds of millions of dollars each month, billions of dollars each year, pouring money into abc nbc cbs cnn all the other major news networks including npr so you have pfizer who is funding all of these news shows they're sponsoring these news shows and then you look at blackrock this sounds like a wild crazy conspiracy theory but now it's now it's conspiracy fact
1: well no it sounds honestly it sounds like a dystopian shadow run type future now Shadow a very geeky thing to mention, but it, 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 trust me, it all works together. Basically, right. it's the beginning of a cyberpunk dystopia. This is it. yeah. These are mega corporations, not just mega, but meta corporations. BlackRock owns companies that owns companies that owns companies you recognize, right? So they are a meta corporation, and I'm not talking about Facebook's new name. I'm talking about genuine meta corporations whose properties total in the trillions of dollars. And they basically are on their way to controlling our governments and our world. Everything you see, everything you hear, your internet, what you can and cannot access on the internet, unless you're some sort of hacker. And trust me, it's not a world you wanna play in unless you need, unless you're good enough to play in it. Everything is controlled by a company. The company, your browser, that makes your browser can control what you access the way they handle the cookies the operating system you use they all can control everything and companies like BlackRock are that cyberpunk dystopian mega corporation that are what injuring to us right now We are in the opening chapters of a dystopian novel
0: We certainly are and I was <laughs> I thought it would be funny if I mm-hmm. could I could play some of that funky 70s jazz, <laughs> In the background. Bounce. 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 Sort of to Bounce. illustrate how we're being screwed. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. And then I thought to myself, no, wait a minute, this is grossly inappropriate, especially for this <laughs> topic. <laughs> and I also realized I don't know who owns the copyright to that music. So I don't want to strike against us by Facebook. Right, Because you know you that they get in trouble. Here, and here's the scary thing. When I put an episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show out on the Internet and you can actually listen to our podcast using the, the Facebook app on your mobile phone. What they do is that they scan the music that's uploaded via the RSS feed. I don't even have to upload it. It it reads the RSS feed, sees that the Fodor Chronicles radio show has a new episode, and they reach out and they grab they grab it and they s- literally they scan it for copyright infringement of other people's music. You mean to tell me that they they're not going to be able to do that for quote hate speech or thought crimes? Of course, they are. that ju- that thought had just occurred to me.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, I want to like leave this. I don't know what the answer is to any of this. I don't know what the solution is. I, and I am genuinely concerned because we've talked about this and we're not going to perseverate over this too much. Okay. We know that we are on at least one watch list. I know because a former staffer of Gene Shaheen's had said October 31st, 2008, that I am on a watch list. They were looking for a way to reinstitute or re implement the Fairness Doctrine. And they're looking for any excuse to use the, quote, Fairness Doctrine, unquote, to censor online speech. Yep. I know I'm on that list. And there was that one time when that strange person followed you home from my house <laughs> through the back roads yeah. to Palmer, Massachusetts. And if you yep. look on the map, what are the odds of somebody? Following you all the way to the corner street, the corner of the street where you lived on from Ringe, Massachusetts to Palmer, Massachusetts. Right. Okay. I mean,
1: Ringe, New Hampshire, especially at the time, was not exactly a growing community. And Palmer at the time was a dying community. So someone going from there to Palmer, astronomical that it was more than one person at that same time following the same route.
0: So, how is this going to end? Where are we going to be a year from now? I know that the die is cast. I know that the the country cannot reunite. I know that there are Democrats who are angry, that they thought that they were electing a uniter and not a divider. I want to end mm-hmm. the show with a, a glimmer of hope that people are catching on.
1: And, and I do have to say that, if Tulsi Gabbard runs for president on the Democrat ticket in 2024, depending on who the Republican candidate is and who else is running, there's a really good chance I'm gonna vote. I'll end up voting for her.
0: I wanna play this clip by Tulsi Gabbard here. This, this is the only hope that I have left in democracy, that people like her are starting to wake up.
2: I supported Joe Biden and millions of other Americans voted for Joe Biden because he promised to unite us. He promised to bring us together to end the divisiveness. Sadly, not only has he failed to do this, he has betrayed us all by pouring fuel on the fires of divisiveness that are tearing our country apart. Biden compares those who disagree with him to racists, traitors, to enemies of bygone eras, and Biden now has his attorney general targeting millions of Americans as domestic terrorists.
1: We face an elevated threat from domestic violent extremists, that is, individuals in the United States who seek to commit violent criminal acts in furtherance of domestic, social, or political goals. Domestic violent extremists are often motivated by a mix of ideologies and personal grievances. We've seen a growing threat from those who are motivated by racial animus, as well as those who ascribe to extremist, anti-government anti-authority ideologies.
2: If we allow this to continue, our country, our country, the country that we love, the land of the free, the home of the brave, it'll be unrecognizable and it'll be lost forever.
0: That's some pretty powerful stuff right there.
1: How can you not vote for someone who's saying, vote for me and I actually want to reach across the aisle. I actually don't want to vilify the other side because they may actually have a fucking point. Yeah. How can you not want to vote for that person? Now, I'm not, if I vote for Tulsi Gabbard, I'm going to be completely honest. It's because of her genuine desire to unify the country again, not because I agree with her policies. Yeah, I honestly think it's more important for us right now to have someone who is truly a unifier and not a lip. Service unifier who basically says vote for me and when I get in office I'll make sure everyone agrees with me or else but someone who have a say I want to make sure We understand each other and give each other's perspective Actual weight.
0: Yeah,
1: that is the kind of leader we need. I can disagree with her policies because I can vote for that because that's more Important to me than the policies that she wants to put through.
0: Yeah, because the thing is is like if if other Democrats don't start waking up and realizing what this decisiveness is doing, not only to the country, but also to their party and their media darlings. Something awful is going to happen. And I'm not just saying that we're going to elect another Trump. I'm just going to say that we're something worse is going to happen. Right. Something worse is going to happen if the Democrats keep going down this road with cancel culture and wokeism. And this crypto-fascist... Well,
1: hold on, hold on. You can take all of those buzzwords out. It's us versus them. Whether you're talking about cancel culture, whether you're talking about wokeism, where you're talking about anything else, it's all us versus them. You're either on the quote-unquote right side or you're on the quote-unquote wrong side. That's what all of those policies sum, sum up to. Break it down to the lowest common denominator. That's what they're saying. and You're wrong.
0: And before I let you go... Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. It's not just Joe Biden. Joe Biden and Donald Trump are not the diseases. They are the symptoms of a disease. Okay? Yeah. The headache is not the disease. The tumor in your brain that's putting pressure against your skull as it's growing is the disease. There is no there, there, there is no painkiller there is no you can't take bufferin and Advil and scotch in hopes that it'll the headache will go away. The headache will go away for only a short period of time. But as this tumor grows in your brain, it's going to cause more and more damage to the point where it's going to kill this patient that we call the United States of America right the us against them the way that the media uses divisiveness, for ratings, the fact that you're either a Fox News watcher or a MSNBC News watcher, it's and, and if you don't like the other side, you're willing to commit violence against people who don't agree with you. You're you want to use the federal government or the state government to imprison people who don't agree with you. You want to silence people who say, "Whoa, wait a minute, we should we should put the brakes on this for a second. Let's let's stop and think about what we're doing here for a minute. Maybe what we're doing is the wrong approach." If you're going to silence somebody who says we should stop and think about what we're doing in a in 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 a disaster like this, if you're going to silence critics in a moment like this then 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 when else when are you going to stand up and say no no i don't agree with him but i want to hear what he has to say because what if i'm wrong what if i'm wrong what if eric fisk on the fedora chronicles radio show is is wrong i want to hear all sides i want to hear what the other side has to say not only because i want to know how the prosecution is going to try their case against me i also want to leave the room open for like, what if i'm wrong
1: Well, in a more philosophical way of phrasing that, you'll never learn anything from people who agree with you. You learn more from people who disagree with you. So if you want to be a better person, you can learn about what the other side's saying. You can listen to them. You can even give them, say that they have a point and that they have a valid point and still disagree with them. Just because the other side has a point doesn't mean you don't have a point as well. But the very concept that, if you don't think the same way as someone else that they're not worthy of having in your life, it says more about you than it does about them. And it's nothing good.
0: Jay, thank you for letting me do this episode over again with you. I think that that really says a lot about you and your dedication to perfection. or doing things better. Um, And I I really,
1: thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you noticed it when you were editing through. I mean, if we don't catch it, It's better we catch it than the listeners catch it. And they're like, yeah, the guys, I mean, it's one thing if we go off topic a little bit, but if we're too far off topic and not able to wrangle ourselves.
0: Yeah, that's a problem. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, at Google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at Zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright the Fedora Chronicles 2020, all rights reserved. On behalf of my co host, Jason and I, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedora's on.